Welcome back, dear listener, to yet another episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and with me today, yet another episode of multiple co-hosts, Jonathan and Patty. How are you guys? Finals footy just around the corner, and this peculiar season is set to get even more exciting. Yes, very excited. Thank you for having me, Casper. Very uh, happy to be back. Um, and yeah, looking, looking forward to it. Um, next weekend can't come quick enough or Thursday, I guess, cannot come quick enough. It's weird. We've gone from having so much footy all season, like bang, 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 bang. And now it's, uh, (laughs) having a weekend off. It's like, what do we do? You know, where where is it? (laughs) Yeah, totally agree with that. It's kind of like, whoa, it's like, I used to watch football not too long ago on a Tuesday. And now it's Tuesday recording this and it's like, there's no footy on. It's very weird. Yeah. Patty, how do you feel about it? Yes. G'day guys. Good to see you both. A um, little bit toey as a Richmond supporter, naturally, with a um, big game on Friday night. Though a bit flat because I'm, you know, being in regional Vic where we do have somewhat of a the hospitality scene. I'm working on both Thursday and Saturday night, so I'm going to miss a fair chunk of the first weekend. Mm. But I do get to see the Tigers on Friday. So really excited. And honestly, I'm elated that we've been able to have a final series this year because for long periods of 2020, the prospect of football at an elite level didn't look certain, didn't look possible even at one point. So yeah, really stoked to be here. Thank you, Queensland, from the bottom of all of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you. Not thank you for the 2019 election, but thank you for saving the football season. (laughs) Speaking of the finals, uh, this episode is going to be split into three different sections. Section one is going to be previewing the eight teams good enough, and in some cases lucky enough, to make finals football and saying whether or not they can or they can't win the premiership and saying why. We'll start with the eighth placed Collingwood Magpies do you guys think that they can win the premiership and if so why if not why Patty you can start um look I I like Collingwood personally I like watching them play when they're wrong they're really entertaining I think they've got really dynamic um well they're dynamic both really you know they've got Darcy Moore, Braden Maynard who I really like down back, Jack Crisp is really quick off the back line, they've got Dugowie, Cox, Hoskin Elliott, Elliott like all these top caliber forwards but the midfield obviously needs no explaining, Pendlebury Adams etc, Trelaw, Grundy in the ruck but it just hasn't clicked I just think this year it's just for one reason or another it's just not worked, they don't have rhythm to their game Collingwood, their forward line is almost it's it's too spread. They have too many guys who who don't, can't really seem to play their natural roles because you know a guy like Hoskin Elliott has to try and you know play a half forward flank, but not get in Elliott's way or get in Cox's way, and it just reduces them. I think on having impact on the game as they would like to. So I think at the Gabba against West Coast there'd be a big show, but at Optus. I don't think so. I think they'll find the running really tough. Um, and as we've seen, the poor bugger who has to go to Optus Stadium um, in the first, well, for first week, the any week of the finals really, 
there's a fair chance they'll end up being a sacrificial lamb. Look at Melbourne 2018, Essendon last year, and now I dare say Collingwood this year. So sorry to bring back some tough memories, Casper, um, on the Essendon note, but um, I think I think it's a I think it's going to be a bit of a disappointment for Collingwood in the end, and I think they'll get knocked out this week. You know what? I read an article before starting this uh, Fox Sports article about all these Essendon stars that are supposedly going to leave uh, Adam Saad. Uh, apparently, clubs are trying to poach Zach Merritt, uh, you know, Fantasia, Danaher. So do you know what? I'm unfazed by mentioning last year's elimination final out of everything that I've read in the mental scarring that Essendon has given me this season. Last year's elimination final is ranked at about like 10th on the list of things that can affect me when it comes to that football club. Um, what about you, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, look, massive hurdle, as Patty mentioned, um, going to Perth. Um, I'm sure they would rather not, um, they'd rather be playing up in Queensland, but look, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think if it was normal season in Victoria, um, if they had Steel Cybottom playing, I think I would rate them a lot higher. But, you know, Paddy's right. They just haven't clicked this season. I'm not a huge fan of their forward line. Um, I think you're asking too much of, of a guy like Majacek or a guy like Mason Cox to be that number one uh, forward option. Um, and I just think out of, out of the top, top eight teams, or top seven excluding West Coast, I think Collingwood... Uh, well, West Coast match up the best for Collingwood. Um, and as a, as a West Coast fan myself, I'm, I was actually pretty happy to, to be playing Collingwood in Perth just because I think um, it's the team that we'd rather be playing. Um, and and you look at, look at the history in the last couple of years in the finals, look at what happened at Perth earlier this year. Um, I think it's too big of an obstacle for Collingwood to overcome. Um, that said, if they go in and play... Um, with everything that they've got, there's definitely enough talent in that squad to cause an upset. There was another, um, yeah, I look, I fully agree. Collingwood, Collingwood on paper, when they are, yeah. when they have their full list on the park, they are probably the most talented team in the competition, with maybe the exception of West Coast. That is one of the reasons why I'm going to tip West Coast. Another reason why I'm saying that Collingwood can't win the premiership is if they somehow manage to beat the Eagles over in Perth, they will then have to play either Geelong at the, in, uh, in Queensland, which uh, Fox Sports pointed out they are 3-0 and this year in Queensland, Geelong. Not to mention the fact that they would either have to play Geelong or Port Adelaide in Adelaide, and the power have only lost one game at the Adelaide Oval this year, and that was to St Kilda. And if they somehow get past that, they then have to play the Lions up at the Gabba, who they lost to, or they have to play the Tigers, and the Tigers are starting to purr at the right time of the year. Uh, this is why I can't say that Collingwood's going to win the Premiership. And that's before they get to the Grand Final. It's just too difficult. It's too difficult, especially with still side bottom out. It's just not going to happen for them this year. Uh, and I can't say I am sorry for them because I'm not. Moving on to the seventh place, Western Bulldogs. They're seventh once again. They were seventh in 2016, and we know what happened yet again. They were seventh last year, and we also know what happened. So will it be a 2016 fairy tale once again, or will it be a 2019 flame out? Jonathan? Um, 
Yeah, the dogs in seventh. It's it's becoming a, uh, a tradition almost. But I think this year we've seen the second half of the season in particular. We've seen the Bulldogs find some some real form, um, and so I think out, out of the top four teams, um, I think Bulldogs probably have the best chance to 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 really go further. Um, and I, I say that as a as a West Coast fan, even. Um, I yeah was pretty scared of the Bulldogs coming into the final series and and the uh, possibility of facing them in in week one. Um, I do think they have a lot of talent around the ground, and I think they have a lot to play for. I think Bontempelli's had an outstanding uh, season, and yeah, they definitely have what it takes to go far. Um, they have a lot to overcome to get there, but we've seen them do it before. And in this kind of season, I can't see why they can't do it again. I mean, any weirder things have happened, right? <laughs> weirder things have happened. Maybe Lightning can strike twice. Do you think Lightning will, Patty? Well, it's tough, isn't it? Um, I think they've... Well, the Dogs, I think, have got a really good chance against the Saints. Um, I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, two really exciting footy teams. From there, it gets tough, admittedly. They have to play either Brisbane or Richmond if they do get through. And you're playing either Brisbane, who are going to play at the Gabba, if that's their opponent, or Richmond, who, you know, they've had one well, one loss in Queensland, I think, this decade against Gold Coast in 2014. They haven't lost inside the Queensland hub this year. So if they did do go down to Brisbane, it'll be their first loss in, in Queensland. Of the um, of the year, despite being up there in round five, since round five, their losses are elsewise were coming against the Giants in New South Wales and Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. So that's going to be a tough one. But the Dogs, I mean, we, we, they've done it before. So you look at them in seventh and you think, oh, they're on here. Um, their best footy is very good. Uh, so I think they're a definite chance. But similar, I think with um. Well, if you're outside the um, if you're outside the top four, we've seen in recent years, it's been incredibly difficult to maintain a run through. Obviously, the Bulldogs being the exception. Yes, the Giants made the grand final last year, but you could clearly say see how cooked they were in the grand final. The team that trotted out in that game was markedly different to the one that beat the Pies and then beat beat the Lions the previous two weeks. So, I'm not going to rule them out purely because they've done it before, but. It's a ridiculously difficult road for the dogs, but I do think they'll make the second week. Just looking at their fixture here, this is their record against other teams in the top eight. They lost to Collingwood by 52 points. They lost to St Kilda by 39 points. Scrolling down here, they lost to Richmond by 41 points. They lost to Port Adelaide by 13 points. Brisbane by 24 points. Geelong by 11 points. The only team inside the top eight that they beat was by two points against your West yeah. Coast Eagles, Jonathan. Yeah. And even the most one-eyed Western Bulldogs supporter would have to admit that that was a get-out-of-jail victory after conceding a massive head start in the first quarter. And then that goal to Marcus Bontempelli that may have not even been a goal. Now, I'm not saying that the dogs yeah, don't deserve to be here. I'm not saying the dogs don't deserve to be here. But for me, looking at their record against teams that are that they are playing against this final series, 
they are the definition of a one and out team. That's why I don't think that they're going to win the premiership this year. Plus, and granted, I'm not a footballer, and so I don't know the the normal um, the normal impact of a normal schedule on the on the body is, um, and I don't know how having the bye in between the final round of the year and round one of the final series, how that impacts the body compared to when we used to not have the bye pre-2016. But I think just from my uneducated opinion on this, it can't be easy to have a season as interrupted as it's been. Stop, 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 start. To all of a sudden have two normal weekends around 17, round 18, then all of a sudden a two-week break, and then finals. It can't be that simple. And then you have to win four finals in a row. No, I don't think it's going to happen this year for the Western Bulldogs. But maybe it can be for the Saints. What a fairy tale that will be. In Victoria's darkest hour, the Saints, the fairy tale team in this year's final series, winning the Premiership Cup. That would be quite the story. But will the Saints go marching in, boys? Patty. Yeah, look, I love the Saints. I, well, I think the first half of the year especially, um, they were such a fun team to watch. And they still are the second half. I think they have dropped off just a touch as other teams have sort of figured them out a little bit, um, done a little bit more homework, I'd say. I think to look at the Saints, really, nothing really exemplifies it more than Dan Butler, I think. The guy who, you know, oh, he could be pretty good. Um, this year, first year, first half of the year, set the AFL world on fire. It's frankly ridiculous. Second half of the year, people have sort of figured out how to play him a little bit and he has dropped off, which I think is the reason as to why he wasn't all Australian. Um, I think he was pretty stiff though, um, among a few players, but I won't get into it. Um, but I do think the Saints have had a bit of a drop off. and I do think they are probably vulnerable, as I believe... Most other teams have gone with their year-on-year development on getting into the finals. We saw it with the Dogs in 2015, uh, even Richmond 2013, 14 and 15. Um, yet generally, young teams on the rise end up in trouble in their first finals outing. And I think the Saints might get not so much a reality check, but an indication of where they are from the Bulldogs. So I really like the Saints. And if they get a roll on, I think they're a massive chance because they play exciting footy and they've got so many exciting players. They've got a working class midfield, you know, and they're they're up for the fight. They've got some experience in there as well, but I just think it's not quite going to come together this year. I think they probably get done actually by the dogs in, I think somewhat of an upset or it's about 50, 50. I'm not sure. Um, But I don't think that is an indictment on the footy club. I think that's just a team's natural progression so I'm, I'm going to say no this year but I think it's important for the development to lose if that makes sense I think it does make sense however I will point out the fact that the Saints outside of the top four are the team most unluckiest not to be inside the top four and I know that might be controversial because yeah. of the Eagles you know the Eagles they were so close to making the top four however you cannot tell me after the slow start to the season that West Coast had and how pitiful they've been in Queensland that a team like the Saints, 
who lost to the Kangaroos and to Fremantle due to choking, who should have been in the Eagles in Perth themselves. Those are three wins that they should have had that they didn't have. If they won that, they would have made the top four in all likelihood. You can't tell me that the Eagles are more unlucky than the Saints to not make the top four. Also consider this. They crushed the Bulldogs. They crushed the Tigers. Yes, true, they got crushed by Collingwood, but Collingwood's not the same team as they were back in round three, which is why I'm saying that if they were to meet in the finals, which is pretty unlikely, but if it was to happen, I think St. Kilda would be in with a chance. They beat Port Adelaide in Adelaide, the only team to do that this year. And it wasn't a close game. It was a comfortable 29-point victory, a strong second a strong second half, especially strong last quarter in that one. Their only bad loss of the year, right? They nearly beat Brisbane at the Gabba too. Their only bad loss of the year, St. Kilda, was against Geelong, which was by just under 10 goals. Additionally, I read a lot of Fox News evidently today, but Fox News, Fox Sports, not Fox News, Fox Sports pointed out that the Saints are the team with nothing to lose. Geelong under massive pressure to win the flag this year. The Lions under pressure not to flame out like last season. Port Adelaide, destiny is in their hands. 150th year, right? Pretty sure Koshi is not going to accept anything less than a Premiership Cup. Richmond under pressure to show that they can do it away from the MCG in finals when it counts, right? Collingwood, they're under pressure because they're Collingwood. They're a big Victorian club. The dogs yeah. under pressure to not flame out, right? And West Coast, again, another big club. Big clubs are always under pressure. But the Saints, they have nothing to lose. They don't have the pressure of a big club. They don't have pressure of expectations. I certainly didn't think that they were going to make it. And so for me, this season is already a success. And when you have nothing to lose, that's when you see that teams perform the best, especially in finals. The Giants last year, the Dogs in 2016, I think that the Saints can give it a good shake. And I think out of the scenes, outside the top four, the Saints are the best chance to win the Premiership Cup. However, West Coast might have something to say about that. Jonathan, I'll let you go first. Can your Eagles win the Premiership this season from fifth? Can they win the Premiership? Yeah. (laughs) Will they? Probably not. Um... You, you hear, you've heard about it all year. You've heard about it for the last two years, developing while those teams really come together. They've got one of the best lists in the competition. Um, they've got, in, in my potentially biased opinion, the best ruckman in the competition, um, one of the most potent forward lines in the competition, and two elite, um, two elite intercepting defenders plus a, a host of um, very... Uh, experienced uh, players in the back line. Um, getting the, uh, the big names back is the big story um, for the final series. The, the week off has probably helped West Coast more than any other team in the top eight. Um, <clears throat> to get the, the captain, Luke Shuey, back, um, to get a guy like Dom Sheed back, um, to get Jeremy McGovern hopefully coming back. They're, they're the big names that you want in for a final series. Um, unfortunately, Elliot Yo won't, won't make it. And I think that's a, that's a big difference. Um, but I'm also looking at a guy like Tim Kelly and in, 
you know, it's pretty clear he hasn't played as well as he did play last year when he was third in the Brownlow and he was crushing it for, for Geelong. And I do feel like he's got another gear to reach. Um, and, you know, having a home final, that's the perfect place to reach it. So, yeah, I, I do think that they can definitely, they hold their own against the, the rest of the teams. Um, for whatever reason, they just haven't shown that they're the best team and I just don't trust that you know I feel like they'll dispatch Collingwood um fairly comfortably from then it's just too hard to to um to go against those teams and the conditions in Queensland don't help either um yeah Mm. before I say my piece Patty can the Eagles do it Will they be flying uh, high oof. or will they be grounded? I will think, their wings um, be clipped? <laughs> I think out of all the, the, the bottom four um, teams, I think the Eagles have the best, run, the best chance. I think they've got the best talent. I think they have. I think, like, if they, we're assuming that they're assuming they're beating Collingwood, and I think they will. They're coming up against Geelong or Port Adelaide. And if you think about it through the vein of Geelong, have been good, but have they? are they really the best team in the competition? I don't know. I see them first on the ladder and I'm thinking... Sorry, first on the ladder. Um, oh, no. Yeah, no, sorry. Fourth on the ladder. Um, which is about right. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> long day. What I meant to say was Port Adelaide, really, um, in first and ladder. Um, I look at them and think, you know, good team, but I don't know if they're really first. And I think, you know, weren't in the finals last year, had a great rise this year. But I think they are vulnerable, um, especially if they do get knocked out first week. And Geelong are another team who I think the West Coast match up quite well against. So I think West Coast have a good go. Their issue is, it's just, if they're going to win the flag, to do it from fifth, they've got to play... Pretty much everywhere across the country you can play footy because they're not going to be able to get back to Optus. So they're going to have to go back to the to, to Queensland where they haven't had the best run. But they are really good. And if, if McGovern can play, hopefully, um, I think they are really as well positioned. Their issue is just the lack of a week off, and the pressure that's going to be put on them week after week. They're not going to be able to get the double chance. But I'm not going to rule them out by any shot. I just think if they manage to win it this year, it's an incredible job. But odds are stacked against them. Just on that, um, should Geelong beat Port Adelaide, um, and I'm sure we'll get into those predictions later, West Coast will play Port Adelaide in at Adelaide Oval. And that's yeah. not a bad result for West Coast. Um, result. Yep. To, go, to go to Adelaide, they've got a fairly good record. Um, I still remember that 2017 elimination final um, after the siren. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good result. It's much better than going into the Gabba straight, straight away, week two of the finals, um, kind of working up gradually. Um, but yeah, it, it, a lot of it depends. And that's the story of West Coast season, isn't it? it a lot of it depends on uh, other results. And that's never really how you want your season to go. No, I agree. And let's take a look at West Coast's record against their fellow top eight teams this year. Is it going to be a, a 
a fair guide about how they're going to go. I don't know. But let's take a look at it anyways. The only teams in the top eight that they have beaten, they beat St. Kilda by 15 points in Queensland. Okay, fair enough. But keep in mind, the Saints kicked six goals, 14 that game. The Saints were struck yet again by the unfortunate case of goal-kicking yips in that particular match. They also beat Collingwood in Perth by 66 points, which is no one's knocking that. No one is knocking that. That was the most complete performance of the year from any team. I remember watching that thinking, if the Eagles can get it together in Queensland, they can, they can, they can go somewhere this year. But let's take a look at the other teams that they've beaten in Queensland. They beat the Swans by 34 points. Oh, okay. They beat the Crows by five goals. Okay. Solid win. Not knocking that. But then they beat the Bombers by 15 points. Once again, Essendon's inaccuracy. And I look at that game and I go, yeah, so what? Everyone else has also beaten us. What's so great about that result? I'm looking at their other results this year, and I'm sorry, Jonathan, but they got crushed by Brisbane in Queensland. They got hammered by Port Adelaide. And this Port Adelaide team is different than in 2017. There's just, there's just something different about them, right? They were by far the best team in the competition this year. And I just think that, I think back to last year when they hammered you guys in Perth in I think round five, if they can do that to you in Perth at a ground where you guys rarely lose at, it was by seven goals. I just think that at their home ground, unless Luke Shuey pulls out the magic again to break their hearts, and I would love for that to happen. I would love to see the look on Koshi's face. Please, football gods, please make that happen. Please, 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 please. That would be glorious. I just don't quite think it's going to happen for them. But they should beat Collingwood, and they should beat Collingwood well by about 150 points on uh, Saturday night. I think it's going to be a crushing victory for the Eagles, which we will get into later. But speaking of the top four, let's get to those teams lucky enough or talented enough to get the top four spots, starting with the fourth-place Cats, arguably the team that has the most to lose this year. Their finals record is awful. It's really, really, really bad. Since the 2011 Premiership, they've only won four finals. It's abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. So, are they going to finally get the cat out of the bag, the cat off the back, whatever? Are they going to do it, or will they once again fall short? It's um, it's interesting with Geelong. Um, I think they're a massive show against Port Adelaide this week. And because I quote, don't quite trust Port Adelaide yet, but there's a lot of good teams in the top four. And what Richmond did to Port Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide to Geelong, I'm getting those two teams mixed up a lot. Um, but what Richmond did to Geelong is a bit alarming from their point of view. I'm a big believer that to win a grand final, you need a relatively recent loss to sort of flesh out 
what your problems are, or at least a really close game where you, you can identify some problems. But Richmond just completely decimated the Cats the way they played against them. And that really concerns me. And yes, Geelong had a few players out and they can modify their side a little bit. But they looked inept. Like, if you watch that third quarter, and I'm sure Port Adelaide have, and I'm sure Brisbane will end up doing it as well, they were just toothless. They couldn't do anything, even all game long, couldn't get any sort of offensive movement. Um, the only reason why they scored more than two goals, really, in the end, was that they ended up just taking incredible risks to try and get back into the game. Kicked a few on the trot, and then Richmond put the game to bed. So, I don't know. I just don't think the Cats are actually that much better than they were last year. And I think Richmond are better than they were. About, well, I'd actually say, yeah, probably better than they were last year. And I think Port Adelaide are certainly better. And I think Brisbane are probably better. I don't know if they... I think they'll feature in the preliminary finals. and I don't, But I don't really trust them. I don't see them winning the flag, but they're in too good of a position. And I think they'll win this week to not be a show. I just don't quite trust the Cats. Jonathan? Well, yeah, we talk about Geelong having a lot to lose. And, yes, we spoke about the uh, finals record, and it doesn't look great. This um, Geelong team, however, is a full-strength team going into this final. Mm. Um, Chris Scott came out and said that he reckons Ablett looks better than he looked last year. Um, coming off a, an extended break. Reece Stanley is up for, um, could be selected. Tom Atkins up for selection. So they've really got all their stars can play. And I think that's a, that's a, big, that's a big sign for the Cats. And um, yeah, I think if you're a guy like Patrick Dangerfield, um, you've got to recognise that you're never going to be as good as you were from this point on in your career, I think like it's now or never almost if he is to win that premiership. Um, I feel like it, it's got to be this year because you're right. Uh, Brisbane are just going to keep improving um, and keep getting finals experience. This Port Adelaide team is still very young. Richmond still has a lot of those guys that can play on for three, four, five years. So time's running out for Geelong. And I think that's what they're going to go into this final series thinking, um, believing that they are, strong enough to go all the way, but also knowing that they have to make a move. Um, and beating Port Adelaide will be that move. Um, and if they can beat Port Adelaide comfortably, I feel like they'll, they can beat Richmond and, and, and Brisbane as well. Yeah, look, I think the Cats, it's tricky with Geelong, right? Because you look at their form in the home and away season and it's always spectacular right it's always incredible how well Geelong perform in finals football but then you compare that to finals football and they I don't know what it is it's mental demons at this point it has to be because every single year since 20 uh, since 2011 they have flamed out in finals except for 2015 when they didn't, right? And they, those were years where they were very good. It wasn't just years where they barely made finals. Go, go a couple of years like that. There were years where they were 
if not the best team in the competition like in 2019, then the second best team in the competition like in 2016 or I think even 2013. So they have mental, I don't know what it is. They need to do like yoga. They need to do like chant mantras. They need to do something to just relax and just do deep breathing beforehand. I don't know what it is they need. Maybe they need to do an inspirational like Rocky montage. Somebody needs to like run up a flight of stairs. They need to do like boxing with each other. Just do something to inspire themselves. Listen to, listen to maybe, maybe listen to like sporting, um, you know, those movie sporting coaches that always give like the best speeches, right? You remember like Al Capone and that makes the difference between winning and losing. Maybe they need to watch (laughs) that again and again and again. Al, they need your help. All right. They need your help, right? Show them the speech about the inches making the difference between winning and losing. Because at the moment, the only thing that's stopping Geelong from winning the flag is themselves. Because they've hammered Port Adelaide. They went toe-to-toe with the Tigers last year. Yeah, sure, earlier this year was not so much. But in recent years, they've, 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 took it, they've taken it up to the Tigers on multiple occasions. So Richmond, I don't think, concerns them. Collingwood... Yeah, potentially, but at the same time, I kind of I feel like the odds are stacked against Collingwood, so they should be okay with that. They beat St Kilda by ten goals. They beat Port Adelaide by ten goals. They beat the Dogs after being thirty nine points down, and they came back to win thirty six points down. Excuse me. And yet, I'm sitting here unconvinced because there's nothing that Geelong has shown me over the last decade to say yeah. We're a team who knows how to win finals football, which is why I think that they will lose. Eventually, they will lose this weekend. They'll go out in straight sets. They will go out in straight sets, Geelong. Big call. You've heard it here first. Massive call. Big call. You've heard it here first, folks. (laughs) So I think Geelong are going to be on the way out, and I don't think they're going to win this year's premiership. But maybe... The stars are aligning for the Tigers again. And how about this for an omen for all the other teams? The Tigers are third once again. The Tigers were third in 2017 and the Tigers were third in 2019. And I hear they're a pretty big fan of omens down at Tigerland. Last year, for instance, in the grand final was only the second ever decider that didn't feature the top team in the competition that season playing in it. Nope, the top two teams, excuse me, of that season playing in it. You want to know which was the previous grand final to feature that? 1980, which Richmond beat Collingwood by 80 points. And last year, the Tigers beat the Giants by 89 points. So Omens clearly smile upon the Tigers quite a lot. They finished 13th in 2016. And obviously 13 is a pretty lucky number. Paddy. Can your Tigers take advantage of the stars aligning once again, or will it be just too difficult without your beloved MCG? Yeah, so well, it's it's interesting. I think I think the first week of this game against Brisbane is really massive um, for the for the for the eventual premiership because Richmond are going to be without Tom Lynch. Um, Brisbane look like they're going to have Harris Andrews back in. This is going to be a Richmond side which 
they won't be happy with trotting out. They're going to have to modify something. They're going to be changing up their forward mix. They're getting in prestier after such a long time out of the, um, the side. And I think they're quite vulnerable at this point. So I think Brisbane are a huge show this week. I think they're a massive, massive, massive chance. I think they are better positioned to really win this than they were last year in the, basically the corresponding game. Um, I think though, if Richmond do win it, like Jen, like trying to take my Richmond cap off, um, they've been exceptional in Queensland, as we've mentioned. They'll probably play home games at the Gabba where they haven't lost since 2009. And with the week off to get Lynch back in, I think that's going to be a really hard team to beat. And I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think if it, it, it all hinges on this week, I think if Richmond, if Richmond managed to beat the Lions, I think you are, they are a Cox-esque upset um, away from, well, I think that's the only thing that really will mean they can't get through to a grand final, I think. I reckon they are, I think they are in Brisbane are the best positioned teams in the competition to win the flag. But it's going to be one of the hardest, harder challenges of the year playing without Lynch against the Brisbane, type, Brisbane side that will really be up for the fight. Streaks are meant to be broken. And I think, I actually think Brisbane might win this week. Jonathan, what about you? Battle of the big cats who's going to come out on top. Yeah, no, look, some terrific calls from you there, Paddy. Um, I honestly think that if Richmond can beat Brisbane, then they'll go the whole way. And even if they lose, I would still rate them favourites over the other games that they'll play in, in the final series. So, um, yeah, I think R- Richmond, for me, they, they, just, they just look the best team at the moment, um, maybe besides Port Adelaide in terms of form. Um, just the, the ground ball that they play with, um, the movement across the, across the pitch, um, it's really it's really hard to come to to battle that that's why i think brisbane will be looking at it and and saying well we play a similar style of game um we actually match up pretty well um against these guys so yeah it's if this game was geelong versus richmond in week one i think richmond would actually win quite comfortably um but coming up against the lion this lions team um, is probably going to be the biggest challenge of the finals for Richmond, um, especially without Tom Lynch, like you say. Um, but I do think that their ground ball game is something scary and, and not to be understated, especially with those conditions in Queensland. Yep. You know, it's interesting. Um, I was talking to my dad about this the other day and I mentioned to him the fact that the Tigers have beaten Brisbane like 15 times in a row. Or something mm. like that. And he, he mentioned, you know, I'm always uncomfortable whenever a team goes into finals with a winning streak of any kind, because streaks, as you mentioned, Patty, so, yeah. are meant to be broken. And it's not yeah. often that you see a 16 game winning streak. And I think back to the other great teams of the last decade or so and how they won the premiership by breaking streaks. Hawthorne, the Kenneth Kurth comes to mind. 
And it's almost like that for Brisbane. The exception is, of course, those games were always, almost, almost always heartbreakers. Whereas Richmond have almost always comfortably been in Brisbane. But nevertheless, yeah. I think Hawthorne then were really well placed to beat Geelong for the first time since the 08 grand final. And I think Brisbane now are even better placed than Hawthorne were then to beat the Tigers. I think the only thing that can get in Brisbane's way, especially if Harris Andrews is back, if Harris Andrews is back and Tom Lynch is out, Jack Rewald is going to have a dog of a night, potentially. He's going to have a very tough night, Jack Rewald, I think. Harris Andrews, easily, I think, the best defender in the competition, you know, when he's not injured and when he's not out, obviously. But I think that looking at how, um, looking at the Britain Lions, I think the only two ways that they can lose this game is inaccurate kicking. I don't know the stats, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were like the number one offender this year for inaccurate kicking. Maybe the Saints, but it's Brisbane and St. Kilda, surely inside the top two. And their own mental demons, because at this point, 15 in a row has to be playing on their mind. Has to be playing on their mind. But they're a chance, Brisbane, and they're going to be angry. And I think Chris Fagan is angry at the moment, too. You look at him at the sidelines over the last couple of weeks in Brisbane victories, and he's telling players off for making silly mistakes in victories. And that's the type of attitude from a coach that normally leads to success. Not always. You know, I think of Terry Wallace when he was at the Dogs in the late to mid-90s. Obviously, that didn't lead to success. But it's that type of attitude that I think will lead to Brisbane to success sooner rather than later. And it'll lead them to success in the qualifying final. For the first time, I think that Brisbane are going to beat Richmond. And I think after that, Richmond are going to have to play Port Adelaide, most likely, at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, that's just tricky. That is way too tricky for the Tigers to overcome, I think. So I think Richmond is just a little bit too tricky this year. But who knows? Maybe I'll change my tune if they can beat Brisbane's beacon of the Lions. Man, I have never been to Brisbane. I'm not going to pretend I have. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions have taken over that town. Because the Broncos suck. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with the other Brisbane sporting teams. But the Broncos, a predominantly Bronco city, has their Broncos wooden spooners. They were throwing wooden spoons onto their training field, onto their training pitch. And now the Lions are second. This is the AFL's chance to take over the Queensland capital. Which is why... I think they're going to go all the way to the grand final. That's right. I think Brisbane will return to the grand final for the first time since 2004. Will they win the premiership? We'll get into that next. But I think Brisbane this year, there's destiny about them. Right? Queensland helping the season. And then Brisbane hosting the grand final. It's the nighttime grand final for the first time ever. Palaszczuk is there holding the premiership cup. You know, clapping along to the announcement. Obviously, massive deal for her and her government. It just seems like destiny that Brisbane at least be there. And the last Saturday, 
the second last Saturday of October, which is why I think they're going to do it. I think Brisbane are going to make the grand final, but can they win the premiership? This is where I think a lack of experience and not having Luke Hodge is going to hurt them. Because you look at who who's on their list, and really, who's played in a premiership on their list? No one. Absolutely no one. That experience is going to cost them, I reckon, when it comes to the grand final. But that is something that I don't think is going to inhibit Port Adelaide. Can the power continue their shockingly good year? Just coming up with all the puns. Can they come up with a shockingly good year and electrocute the other teams into submission? Jonathan? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they can. Um, I think they're the team to beat. Um, for a team to win the premiership, they have to beat Port Adelaide for me. Um, they've finished every round of the season first. Um, I don't know the, the stats, but I don't think that happens too often. Um, I don't, I've never seen, especially a Port Adelaide team, be this consistent all this way through. Um, and it's not even... It's not even one particular player that stands out. Yes, Travis Boak has had the career of his life and will be in Brownlow contention. Um, but they're just clicking everywhere on the ground. Um, and, yeah, I, I think the form from the season, they'll, they'll take in, they'll, they'll go to Adelaide. Um, it, it's very fortunate that they do get to play at Adelaide in front of a home crowd. It's going to be um, really awesome for them. And... Uh, yeah, dispatching Geelong, you know, Geelong beat them this year, one of the, the three teams to beat them. So dispatching Geelong is going to be a task. But um, like I said, I do think that they are the team to beat. Paddy, can the power do it? Yeah. Will Koshy be a happy Koshy? I, I find it, like, I, I really enjoy watching Port. It's tough for me to pick them for the flag purely because... They haven't had exposed finals form recently. Um, but, you know, they've, they've done everything they can to set themselves up. They're going to play a home final. Adelaide Oval is huge. Um, you know, even if they lose this week, someone's got to go to Adelaide Oval. So that that is going to be really good. And, yes, West Coast will be tough at Adelaide Oval if that does eventuate. But that home ground, the home fans, knowing that the whole state is behind you, as it has been with Adelaide not having a great year, I think it does set them up quite similarly to Brisbane in that same regard. Difference being is that I think Port have really embraced the challenge that 2020 has given them this year. I think they've responded exceptionally well, as we can see, first on the ladder by, you know, and they've done it fairly. They've done it not easy, but... They've, they've won all the games where they've needed to win. When they've been under pressure, they've stood up to the task. A few losses here and there, but that happens every year, to be frank. So, look, I think the only thing holding me back from really getting around Port is just not having seen them in the finals for a few years. And they have a great opportunity to silence me um, this week by beating the Cats, which I think is a really close game. I do feel... I feel a bit more confident in Geelong than Port Adelaide, but 
you don't want to play Port Adelaide in the finals. They've played such an entertaining brand of footy. They've got so many ways to hurt you. And look, I, I tend to agree with Jonathan. If you want to make the grand final you get, and you want to win the premiership, you're probably going to have to beat Port Adelaide. And that's not going to be an easy task because you're probably going to have to go into their fortress. There's a pun for you, Casper, um, to jump them. So, yes, they, they definitely can win the grand final. Whether they will, we'll have to see this Geelong game. Just the prospect of a Brisbane Port Adelaide grand final. Yeah. Something about that just makes me really happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's as a as a um, WA born non Vic um, footy supporter. Yes. Uh, maybe that's why I'm I'm drawn to it. But yeah, I, I look at the teams. I'm like, yeah, Brisbane Port Adelaide young teams. Kind of you know Port Adelaide have dominated this season, and we're still talking about them as underdogs in a way. Um, yeah, and, and Brisbane as well. Like, um, I guess the last couple of years they've been building towards something. So, if that's the grand final, I'm going to be very happy. Yeah, and I've got to say, if Richmond weren't in it, I'll be getting around that as well. But I'm a sucker for the Tigers, so of course <laughs> can't waver. Yep, I fully agree with that. Looking at the Port Adelaide team from the last time they were in a grand final, I'm sorry to bring this up, Port Adelaide fans. I promise it will be brief and quick, unlike that awful 2007 grand final for you. That must have been like a slow, drawn-out, painful death. But nevertheless, there were two players playing in that team, still playing for the power, if you can believe it. It was youngsters at the time, Travis Spoke and Justin Westoff. Travis Spoke, now Westoff, as I think, has had a good year, but Spoke. What a year he's had. Oh, yeah. Just an unbelievable mm-hmm. season from the former skipper. And I think that this Port Adelaide team, there's just something special about them. The balance between young and old in that team is just working. It's working and it's working perfectly, right? It's not working at their crosstown rivals, the Adelaide Crows. I think that's one of the reasons why the Crows failed so miserably this year was that the balance between their youth and their older players just wasn't quite right but Port Adelaide is not just their older players leading the way it's their youngsters leading the way too Dersma but it's for crying out loud oh love Dersma with the arrow oh goodness gracious me that is the best celebration in sports forget Usain Bolt doing that no it's gotta love the Dersma arrow and I tell you what if football was an internationally recognized sport everyone around the world would be doing the Dersma arrow Right, And I, I'm right there with them. And I think this year is Port Adelaide's best opportunity since 2000. Let's be realistic. They were never going to win the flag in 2007. Even if 2007 was a good grand final, they were never going to beat Geelong. Never, ever, 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 ever. This is their best opportunity since 2004 to win the premiership. And once again, it, 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 I come back to fate, right? I come back to trends i come back to streaks and i know that i just said that streaks aren't you know aren't uh aren't a good thing in sports to head into a finals series with but this weird peculiar streak is and it's not a streak that's only a power streak it's an afl streak and that is this every single leap year in the 21st century so far the team that finished top of the ladder at the end of round one went on to win the premiership the bombers in 2000 the power in 2004 the hawks in 08 the swans in 2012 the bulldogs in 2016 the power finished 
on top ladder at the end of round one in 2020. And thus far, that prediction looks like it might be on once again. Why is that trend the way it is? I don't know. It's just the way it is, right? I don't write. I don't write the rule. I don't write the rules of the football story. I just follow it, right? Another thing about 2004. That year, Port Adelaide finished on top. Brisbane were second, and Geelong were fourth. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That Speaking of lightning, crazy. striking twice. <laughs> We were talking about the dogs earlier. Lightning could strike here with the power once again, especially if it, if it will be a Port Adelaide v Brisbane Grand Final. Moving on to the second part of the podcast, who's going to win the premiership? I'm going to start off. That's why I think Port Adelaide is going to win the premiership. The stars have aligned. The planets are all in a row for the power to do something spectacular this year. And, you know, I, I would have loved... If the power do win, it would have been great to have them playing at the Adelaide Oval. But there's something about winning a premiership away from your home state, which obviously a Victorian club has never had to do with hashtag Vic bias. That just, I think, strikes me as something incredibly special and difficult to do. Which is why I think that this year, if if Port Adelaide can win it, will be the best premiership in their history, in their 30 30 plus sample premierships, the one AFL premiership, and this will top them all if they can do it. Not to mention 150 years as a club, as an entity. What a nice birthday present. Yeah. Paddy, who's going to win it? I, um, no, this is difficult because I want to make a genuine prediction, but on the other hand, I don't want to jinx myself or jinx my team. <laughs> um, so look, I think I have a feeling that it'll be a Brisbane, Brisbane Richmond grand final. I think you'll get a situation. I, I do trust Richmond to make it through if they lose to Brisbane. I think they're still, as you, as you said earlier, Jonathan, I think they'll start favourites even in a semi-final or away prelim final. Um, there'll be a massive show. And I think if they win this week, I think they're going to be very hard to, to beat in a prelim final after a week off. But I, I really back Brisbane this year. I think that, as you said, Casper, it is, it is all set up for them. Home grand final. They don't really have to leave their home state. Um, unless something calamitous happens. So I have a feeling it'll be a Brisbane-Richmond grand final, but as I said, I, I don't want to tip anyone just in case I'll put a moz on anything because then I'll feel bad. Um, but I think what will happen is that you will get an opposite result to whatever happens on Friday night in the grand final because I reckon if Richmond beat Brisbane again, I think the Lions, surely that's impetus for them to finally win it. Surely. And I think the other way around, I just, I don't quite see Richmond. I, I struggle to see them losing twice this, this, um, this final series. I, that's, that's where I'm basing it off, but it is a really interesting year. I feel like I'm being unkind to Port Adelaide, but... That's the feeling I get. I think it's going to be a Brisbane Richmond grand final and Redacted will win it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, fine. We'll put a is little. That, is that the uh, the redacted that? tigers? <laughs> oh, I can't say. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, who's gonna win it? Yeah, well, it's just it's gonna be a hell of a series, no matter what. Um, and oh, the yeah. fact that we're talking about the team that might lose the uh, first uh, preliminary final, still making the grand final, and still making that journey um, is just crazy. Um, and in a good way that um that's really cool and if it happens that way i'll I'll be very um very happy i guess um so look casper everything you said about port adelaide i tend to i tend to agree um but i guess i have to agree with paddy as well when he said that he hasn't seen too much um finals footy from port adelaide and i think this team it's not their last chance at a premiership um, they've still got a couple more years at the top. Um, so the team that I'm looking at is Brisbane. And they're a team that have to overcome a lot. So they have to overcome this uh, hoodoo against Richmond. They haven't beaten Richmond since 2009. Dustin Martin and Trent Cotchin have never lost to Brisbane. So that's a massive yeah. hurdle to Mental. overcome. Um, and then you look at Port Adelaide and you look at Casper, what you were saying before about the form and how similar the, this season is to 2004 and how um, since 2000, the team, well, since 2000, every leap year, the team that's finished first at the end of round one has won the grand final. Like you talk about um, conspiracies or, uh, destiny then that that's what that's what I'm looking at but this is a season that's not like any other season and it's a season where these kind of destiny voodoo things are made to be broken so for Brisbane to beat finally beat Richmond after over a decade is a telling sign and if they do that you know other hoodoos are going to be broken as well um, I think it, it'd be great for Queensland as well um, we owe a lot to them for the season. What better way to go out than with a, a, a Brisbane Lions premiership? Um, it's a, they've got a lot to do, but I, I can see them doing it. Look, it's fate, right? It's fate. And for me, everything points towards the Port Adelaide-Brisbane grand final rematch. And I tell you what, that will be juicy. And I'm so looking forward to that. Let's hope for a couple of couple of scuffles, maybe a rematch of that uh, Alistair Lynch fight. Jeez, that was exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez, Louise. I still remember the best. <laughs> I still remember learning his stats from that day because I think he got injured in the first quarter. I think he got zero disposals, zero goals, zero marks, and about 10 weeks of suspension <laughs> in his last game. Jeez, no <laughs> wonder he retired time. after that. But for mm. me, uh, yeah, so interesting. I think... I think it's going to be a fascinating final series and anything can happen. Who knows? Collingwood could win the flag this year. Do you know what? I hope not because that would be the cherry on top of the 2020 cake. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be interesting. Moving on to part three of the podcast, predicting round the first week, I should say, of the final series starts on Thursday night football at the Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide versus Geelong. Can the power do it? I think they will. I'm tipping Port Adelaide by seven points. 
again, there's not a heck of a lot going with this, except for the fact that Geelong off the bye have been nearly, actually they've been worse off the bye than they've been in finals over the last decade, which is saying a lot, considering how bad they've been in finals. And I think that that trend is going to continue because they've shown nothing to suggest that it's going to change otherwise Geelong, which is why I'm tipping the power to win the first one in a thriller by seven points. Jonathan, can the power do it? Yes, they can. Home final, Adelaide Oval, everything clicking. Um, It's going to be a hell of a match, but they all are. And I reckon they'll sneak through. Well, I think they'll they'll Geelong will keep it under maybe ten points, but yeah, Port Adelaide by a goal, just. Patty, I'm gonna be the devil's advocate on this one. Um, I'm gonna chip Geelong. I just think that they've had. The me- they'll have the measure of Port Adelaide in the final. I think they're slightly better equipped mentally, perhaps. But I think it's a- four points. I think it's close. I think it's going to be a really good game because I reckon Geelong won't be quite able to restrict Port Adelaide the way they have earlier in the season. They did earlier in the season, rather. So I'm keen for this one. Um, I'm tipping Geelong, but I'm just excited Probably watch it on replay because I'll be working. <laughs> I won't text you a spoiler, I promise. Maybe this game will be decided by a uh, by a controversial goal umpiring decision. Jeez, wouldn't that be something? Oh, jeez, that'd be fun. <laughs> Speaking of what should be a fascinating game, it's a battle of the big cats to see who's going to control the jungle. Uh, doesn't really work, though, does it? Because lions aren't really in jungles. No, it's... um. Oh, but tigers aren't in savannas either. See, it's difficult when you have two animals that don't share the same habitat. We'll see. Okay. Big cat to see who's going to control the AFL zoo. How about that? The AFL zoo, who's going to control it? Will it be the lions or will it be the tigers? Patty, you can start with this one. Will your tigers do it or will uh, the lions win? And by extension, who will win the grand final? Because you mentioned, you know. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, jeez. Taking myself out of it, I think the Richmond are going to be a bit unbalanced, I think. Without Lynch, they're going to have to either... Like, they're going to be playing Chole as their second tall forward, which he's not been great. Yeah, he's a third forward. They're going to have to try and figure out a good player to drop to get Prestia back in and to get Bolton back in. There's words they're going to try and debut a um, young Ben Miller because he's a key forward and Chol hasn't been able to hack it as the second key forward. So I just think that they're not quite in the position they'd like to be. And I think an unsettled Richmond versus a Brisbane team that has been honestly looking at this for about 13 months now, ever since they went down in that first final and ever since they got knocked out in straight nets, they have been eyeing off Richmond. This is, this is the game where Brisbane show the AFL world what they are. This is it. They have no more excuses left. They managed to make the same mistake earlier in the year and even flame things up a little bit with the whole Lynch Witherden incident and then Mitch Robinson after the game. So this is a spicy contest. I just think Brisbane will be up for it a bit more. So I'm tipping Brisbane. I feel awful. Um, 
and I reckon this, as I mentioned earlier, this won't be the last time we see these two sides play this year. Jonathan? Yep. Brisbane for me. Uh, home crowd again is massive. Um, yeah, a bit of a shame we won't see that Mitch Robinson, Tom Lynch matchup or uh, yeah. with it in matchup. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. This is the one for Brisbane to win. Um, you know, I'll pick him up. I think it's going to be close again. Not as close as the uh, Port Geelong game, but yeah, Richmond should hold him to within a couple goals. And but I think Brisbane will get it done. How does that song go? See if I can remember it. In the jungle, the football jungle, the streak oh, ends God. Friday night. In the yeah, jungle, yeah. the mighty jungle, Brisbane win Friday night. Yeah, that's how I think the song goes. And I think the song will be right. The streak has to end sooner rather than later. And if Brisbane can't do it, then I don't know. They will never beat Richmond again. They will never beat Richmond again if they can't win on Friday night. Come on, Brisbane. Come on. The entire AFL world is – no offense, Patty, but the entire AFL world is going to be cheering Brisbane, Brisbane on in this one. Come on, Brisbane. It's, it's a fairy tale waiting to be written. But I tell you what, if they – can't beat the Tigers and they don't deserve to win the Premiership this year. Brisbane, that's all I'm going to say, which is why I think they're going to win by five points in a good close contest. Speaking of a good close contest, the Saints versus the Bulldogs, the teams, the old VFL teams that were not too long ago, both on one Premiership apiece. Now, one's on two. The other one's still marooned on one. Jonathan, can the Saints do it or will the Dogs do it? Yeah, this is a this is going to be a great match. Um, I cannot wait to see these two teams um, in finals footy. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Young, exciting teams playing some great footy. Um, but I'm tipping the Saints in this one. Uh, I think that they've just got the talent. Like we said before, that they're going in with nothing to lose. Um, the dogs are exciting as well. But I just think Saints go in with uh, some absolute guns. Jack Steele, um, straight off the back of his All-Australian. Um, King up front has, has had a great season. Dan Butler as well is is going to show why, you know, he probably should have got in the All-Australian team. I think the Saints will win. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too, Patty. Um. Yeah, I think this is a close one. I think this is as close to 50-50 as it is all the weekend. All weekend. Well, weekend. Weekend plus Thursday. Um, but I want to go with the Bulldogs just on the basis that I think the Saints have run a little bit out of legs. They are still a very good team. But I just think, especially this year, where it's basically a neutral venue, isn't it? Finals experience counts for everything, as does a midfield which has won a grand final and I just don't I don't see Bont, McRae, Bailey Smith even folding in a elimination final two years in a row. I just think they'll be really in, into this game and I think the Saints are quite ready yet to go to the second week. Interesting. I cast a deciding vote. You know, it's interesting that you guys are split on this because the Saints and the Dogs have actually, according to Wikipedia, and I know it's Wikipedia, but nevertheless, according to Wikipedia, the Dogs and the Saints have met in V1 
VFL AFL history four times in a final. The Dogs won the first two in 1961 and 1992, and the Saints won 2009 and 2010. So this is split as well. Very interesting. And I cast the deciding vote for the Saints. I think they're going to win. It's destiny that St. Kilda's going to win. But not only that, they're just a better team overall than the Dogs. They beat the Dogs comfortably late last year in Ratton's first game back. Welcome back to Finals Footy, by the way. It's great to have him back. And hopefully he can taste success for the first time in Finals football ever. Because he actually know that's a lie. He won one finals game. <laughs> it was against Essendon back in 2011, so maybe that's why I forgot about it. But it would be great for him to taste final success once again against someone who isn't Essendon, which is why I think the Saints are going to win it. I don't trust the Dogs. I think the Dogs are a lot, a lot like last year's team. Everyone was all hoity-toity on them, and then all of a sudden the Giants showed them for what they were, which were a bunch of pretenders last year, which is why they're not going to win the Premiership, I think, and they're going to be eliminated by the Saints. Can I talk any faster? <laughs> I'm tiring myself out, so I won't try to. Moving on to Saturday Night Football at Optus Stadium in Perth, West Coast v. Collingwood, the last time that these two teams met in Perth in a final, it was an epic. It was a great game of football, and I remember it for how close it was. I remember how brave Collingwood were, and of course I remember the Lewis Jetta celebration with the final goal of the game. To put the Eagles into the prelim final and the rest, obviously, history. Can the Eagles do it again? Interestingly enough, Collingwood actually lead the Eagles in finals contests. Uh, I'm not sure exactly by how much, but they normally play a great game against each other. 1994 qualifying final, the Eagles won by two points. I think that was Tony Shaw's last game as a Collingwood Magpie, obviously as a player before going on the coach. And the 2007 semi-final, the only, the second ever drawn game to go on to extra time in finals history. So, will it be another classic or will it be a blowout? Jonathan, you go first. Well, let's hope for both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I think the Eagles, it's hard because I expect them to win. Um, But I, I just... You know they've they've let me down this year in a, in, a, in a few games where I've expected them to win, um, but in Perth, uh, with all those big names back, they have to win, don't they? I think, they, think? Do. they do. I think they do, and I think they will. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep, I fully agree with that. Hear that, Eagles? You better not let down Jonathan again. Paddy, can the Eagles do it or will Collingwood cause an upset? I reckon West Coast will smack him, to be honest. Um, I just don't think it's worked for Collingwood. I think spending a little bit of time, I think they're, what are they all isolating at the moment to play in West Coast? Honestly, like, could you imagine the position right now of having to isolate for two weeks, only to trot out? onto Optus mm. Stadium in front of... Oh, are they going to have a capacity crowd? I hope so. 35,000. That's, that's 35. So that's about 25,000 to 30,000 rabid Eagles fans yep. who are going to be so up for this. Um, we've seen what happened to Essendon last year. 
I think we're going to get a repeat dose. I reckon it's going to be a thumping and I reckon it's really going to lay a few questions at the feet of the Collingwood Footy Club about what 2021 is going to look like because I think they need a bit of a reset. A few players need to go out and a few players need to come in for that team to take the next step, I think. Knock, knock. Who's there? Collingwood being eliminated by the West Coast Eagles on Saturday night. That's it. <laughs> the Eagles are going to win, and they're going to win comfortably. I was tossing up, you know, pick a number between 50 and 100 points, really. I mean, it could be an outright, absolute crushing victory. It's going to be a, it's going to be a thumping West Coast winning. And uh, they're going to prove themselves to be the big birds of the big game. They're going to prove themselves to be the king, but I think it's going to set up a Geelong v. Eagles rematch semi-final, which is going to be fascinating. But getting ahead of myself, that's going to be next week's episode. As for this week's episode, thank you, guys, for joining me. Best wishes for your respective teams. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see a Richmond v. West Coast final at some point this year. Now, that would be very interesting. Yes, it would be. Yes, thank you, Casper. Pleasure as always. Um, Stay safe, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. And thank you, dear listener, for listening to yet another episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and hope that you'll join us next week to dissect the first week of the finals and preview the semifinals. Until then... Edging.